0: the Lord will open someone's eyes to a new stream of income in the mighty name of Jesus. I've not come to sell any product to you, but what I've come with is that I've come with the empowerment of God that will challenge you where you are for you to move to the next level in the mighty name of Jesus. I've not just come to share information, but I've come to share something tangible, something that has worked for me, something that 've worked for thousands of other people that God has helped me to raise. And I'm trusting God that Your own case will not be different in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we want to thank you for this afternoon. Thank you for the privilege to stand before your people. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. Thank you for the leadership of this house. Thank you for the Sisters Conference. Thank you for empowering us. Because only by you, you are the only one that gives power to make wealth. Lord, I pray as we go into this session, that you open our eyes of understanding in the mighty name of Jesus that virtue that someone needs, that information that, that someone needs here to move us to become solution to Nigeria, to become solution to Africa, to become solution to the world. Lord, release it in the mighty name of Jesus. And at the end of this session, oh God, let it be clear to every one of us that you have blessed us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Redeemer. I pray you will, you will take over. You will, I will not speak of my own, but you will speak through me in the name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we are afraid. Amen. We are in the church, so we do this outside church where we are not permitted to mention or quote the Bible. And by God's grace, God is helping us to also shine the light of God in those places. But when we are in the house of God, it's always good to first start with the word of God. The Word of God is powerful more than any other information I can share with you. Once you establish the Word of God, the rest is story. Let's go to the Talmud, chapter 8. I just want to read two verses to you. The Talmud, chapter 8. This is one of the things I struggled with many years ago, until God opened my eyes to see it. And I want to read verse 17 and 18 to you. The Talmud, chapter 8, verse 17 and 18. The Bible says... Then you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives power to get wealth, that He may establish His covenant, which is so to your fathers as, is, as it is this day. Amen when i was growing up in the junior church god bless our teachers one of my teacher made me to understand that if you are aspiring to be wealthy in life you are going to hell she kept saying that all rich men and she will use the story in the bible about the rich man that died and went to hell because we didn't know the full story of why that man went to hell she said to us if you are aspiring to be wealthy Your chances of going to heaven is very slim. So you must be moderate. And I was living with that knowledge. In fact, when you ask me, if you want to marry, I say, I will not marry a fine wife. I will marry someone who is just okay so that I don't go to hell. Same thing with aspiration for making money. You say, ah, no, 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 no. You see, money is evil. But that's not what the Bible said. The Bible never said money is evil. In fact, the Bible says that money answereth what? Excuse me, please. He didn't say the other part. Money answered what? All things. And he said the Bible. The Bible was clear. He said the root, the root, and the love of money is the evil. When you make money, your God. When you misplace priority. When you don't understand what Deuteronomy chapter eight verse seventeen and eighteen is saying. That's where you get it all wrong, because the root. Of the love of anyone should be in Christ Jesus some of us if we don't have our wristwatch or our jewelry on we look as if everything has gone against us if fact, some of you can turn back when you're almost close to church and you remember that you are not wearing your jewelries and all that some people will turn back and go back home for such a person that jewelry has become what Eh? that person that jewelry has become God you have some brothers Instead of coming in for service like this, and they are playing football match, they will stay back at home and watch the ball. Has that ball not become God to them? So we must be careful what is taking our attention. So when God opened my eyes through another superior knowledge, you know that God desires us. In this verse 18, God is saying, this is the heritage I have given to you and your fathers. In the book of John chapter 17 Jesus was saying when he was leaving us he said the glory that I have I've given to you that was the word of God he said the glory that is mine I have given it to you so it means that when you give your life to Jesus the glory of God has been passed on to you how come we are not living in abundance these are the questions I began to ask myself when I was growing up I mean I'm born to to into into the mission I mean, my parents are pastors. And I've seen them go through a lot. Even the small they have, how they give it into mission. When we don't know what to eat at night, and they still preaching and jumping up during service. And I made up my mind. I said, I must live beyond this limitation. I must live in abundance. I must not live in penury. I began to look for the word of God that speaks concerning you know, concerning abundance and prosperity of God. And that's why I've become the apostles of wealth today. I will never keep quiet. When I find people, see, when God gives you a vision and you don't have money to actually sponsor that vision, then you have not not received the full vision. Because for every vision God gives, there's a provision for it. I'm telling you the truth. Men, if we don't do our part, the responsibility, we are not going to deliver on the assignment of God for us. So I've never been satisfied when I see people who don't live in abundance. And when I was searching the word of God, I realized that Jesus spoke about wealth more than any other subject before he left us. In fact, 253 place, 256 places in the Bible, Jesus talked about wealth. Even more than the subject of salvation and faith. Because he knows that the devil has been deceiving us so many times not to go into the fullness of what he has for us. This afternoon, in the next 40 minutes, I'm trusting the Lord that someone is going to hear something that is going to help him, you know, to move to the position of abundance in the mighty name of Jesus. Can I hear a better amen? So we, if you all understand that God is the one that gives power to make wealth, how come many of us are not living in in wealth? It means that there is a disorder. There's a disorder somewhere. Something is missing. That gap is what God wants to to help me to actually mend this afternoon. So that you know your rightful place where you ought to be. Listen to me, when I'm talking about wealth, don't think of money in your pocket alone. When I'm talking about wealth, all around wealth, in your health, in anything you do, your children. I mean, I'm talking about prosperity. Prosperity is beyond money in your pocket. I'm talking about freedom. Ability to get whatever you want. Ability not to be limited. Anytime you need anything done, by the grace of God, do you not want to know how well the pastor Taperia is? If Pastor Taperia announced today that I want people to come into church tomorrow by 4 p.m., do you think people are going to show up? Do you think anybody is going to come? I'm very sure people are going to come. If he gives me a call now and say, Pastor Femi, where are you? I want you to come tomorrow. That is wealth in people. God has given, me, given him that authority gather people together that's prosperity there are some who don't even they can't call one or two together are you with me i want to a bit expand your mind so that you can understand where i'm coming from i share in my slide that there are three if you, if the slide is up you can help me in the journey of making prosperity there are three stages to it I have capped. I mean, I've read several books, I've done several research, I've done this and that and I have come to a conclusion. There are practical steps you can take to move from where you are into wealth. To move from where you are into prosperity. And can I tell you the truth? What I'm sharing with you is not this on Google or anything. There are practical examples that I have used, applied in my life. Are People God has given to me, more than a thousand people that have practically gone through these steps. So I understand the power of repetition that if you can also take the same step, you are going to get the same result. In the journey of wealth, there are three stages. Number one is to understand the art of making money. There is a system, there is a system of making money. That's number one, that's stage one. Stage two is to understand the art of managing money, because I have seen people who are making money, but they have nothing to show for it. It's like opening your door to receive, and you forget to close the back door. As he comes in, he's also finding his way out. Some people, Yoruba used to call them, Meaning that you are just receiving as it's coming in, you don't even know where you're spending that money. You don't know how the money is leaving your hands. You must master the art of managing. And then the third one, which is which is the most powerful one, and God has said so many things concerning this, is the art of multiplying. So when you make, you know how to manage, you must move to the level on how to multiply it. If you are a businesswoman, yeah, you are selling. You are selling product and all that. When you make that money, what do you use it for? How do you differentiate your capital from your interest, from the income that you get? I bless our mothers because even without proper education, they know where to restock McLean or restore this one in the shop. But some people, we spend the money they started the business, in which is the capital. Some of them spend part of that money half, halfway you started the business with 100,000 when you start selling to people you spend 50,000 out of it and your real profit is 20,000 you are killing that business already because at the end of the day you would have spent 50,000 maybe you are supposed to make 20,000 from the 100,000 what will be left with you now is 70,000 you have reduced the capital you put in that business are you with me making money managing money and then multiplying it let's get into it Let's get into it before we go into making money. I want to prepare your hearts to know that there was a statistics done about those who owns the wealth of this nation You know, I, I sat down and I asked myself, why is it that have you have you noticed other religions when they mention the first hundred uh what do you call it? The first hundred wealthy people in the world, you don't find real Christians. Pastors are not mentioned there. Is, is it that This wealth of a thing, it should be ceded to some people. In Nigeria, the number one person in Nigeria is not even a Christian. So what's happening to us? What's happening to us? Something is wrong somewhere. That's the truth. God desires us to win in all those spheres of life. I mean, you find some of us who are still working for the pagans and they are directing our lives the way they want. Because we don't have our own organization. We don't have our own company to run. And the statistics shows that only 5% of the population of the world, how many of us now, when they did the last whatever, they said we are almost 7 billion or something. I know that number is not also correct. Because if you take census of Nigeria, they're estimating us as over two hundred million. We know well enough that we are more than that. We are way more than that. But let's even assume the 7 billion. Only 5% of the population owns the 95% of the resources in the world. Let me say that again. 5%, so let's, let's put the math, so that don't let me be saying oh, big, big numbers. Let's assume we are 100 people in the entire world. Five of those 100, they own the resources, or they own 95% resources of the entire 100 people in the world. And I can prove it to you. The number one person right now, his wealth is more than the entire African continent, plus oceanic continent. The one person. The entire wealth, you know, how do you know the, the size and the wealth, how rich a country is? You go to their foreign reserve. The man owns, what he owns is more than everybody in Africa. Go to the whatever, go to other oceanic pacific, ocean pacific, he owns more than all of that. So if he says he wants to buy us, he asks what is in his, in his wealth to take care of every other person. Only 5% of those people owns the 95% of the entire resources in the, in, in the world. Same thing in Africa. Dangote is the number one man that pays the highest tax in Nigeria. He's the richest in Africa as we speak. What Dangote owns is more than all Nigeria put together. Are you with me? And what does these people get themselves involved in? They are entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs. All of these five set of people that are, 5% that I mentioned it to you, they are all entrepreneurs. There is no one of them working for anybody. But you want to take some time to check how did they start. Oh, you may have some things against them. Yes, it's OK. People find their way of doing business. That's not where I'm interested in. Why am I interested is, what are these people doing that we are not doing? Listen to me, there are kingdom principles, there are also life principles. Let me give you an example of a life principles. I've seen a man, a, a, what do you call it, one allergy, that used to pay tithe in my father's church. In RCCG, he will come Thanksgiving Sunday, he will come and pay tithe. I'm not saying God is blessing me or not from the tithe. I'm not the judge. But every man that gives must receive. Are you with me? Every man that gives must receive. It's a life principle. Any man that helps other people, they must be helped. It's by God's principle. The principle that controls the world. So you will want to find out some of these principles that these people are doing. What are they getting themselves involved in? That we are seemingly not doing. I mean, I pastor a youth church. And I, when I see anybody that is coming to me. I want to let you know, what do you have to offer? What do you have to offer? Because those people that we are talking about, they are offering something. And that's why people are paying them. No household in, the, in Nigeria. In fact, this guy has moved out of Nigeria to other African countries. No household, let me speak for Nigeria. No household in Nigeria that is not paying dangote. You are paying dangote, whether you know it or not. No household, who is not using salt here? Who is not using salt? Who is not using salt to cook? Eh? Who is not using sugar? Eh? Who is not using butter? Every one of us in Nigeria, we are paying that guy. How did he get there? What are the things they are offering? I've come to understand. Go back, go to my first slide. Uh, no, slide five, making money. If you are going to get into the business, any kind of business you want to do, number one thing you must remember is that people only pay for value in the marketplace ma if you open your shop in front of MPS here and you said you want to be selling Rolls-Royce maybe that the GO will come and patronize you do you know Rolls-Royce card that I'm talking about if you open the shop here now and you display Rolls-Royce here how I many people are going to come and visit you Eh? maybe that GEO will come because he has one. Maybe he, has, he can afford to buy another one. You don't start a business that doesn't have value to your community. So if you are in any business, you want to, so, see, somebody showed up and said, Ah, ma, you know what is happening now? Yeah, they said they are selling pure water. His pure water is moving and all that. And he did not check your area. Somebody, two or three people, are already selling on your street. Are you two you want to join them. You are not going to, you are saying there is no sale. Where is the sale going to come from? Before you venture into any business, realize that there must be value. What is the value I'm talking about? There must be a problem to solve. People have asked me before, how do I know the business to do? Oh, I don't have passion for this. Hey, Those who turn their passion to profit is good. But you know that you can say things you don't have. Uh, on the days of you having passion for something, is, if there's money there and you understand the system, you are going to sell the things you don't have. I think I've once shared this before. During COVID, this same COVID, I moved to camp. When the old trouble started in, in Lekki, and the, those guys came to our estate, in my estate at that time, in VGC, we have the vice president house there. We have so many senators there, past, past senators, they were there. So they said we are the problem of Nigeria. So those guys came at night. I'm not joking. About 2 a.m. And they asked us to pay them if they don't want to destroy things. So my parents called me and said, We are sending something, oh, what's a vehicle a police escort there that can rescue you guys out? About 4 a.m. We made our way to camp. And that was how I came to camp. We just come and save my head. And finally, now I become a camp president. <laughs> But this is the point i'm making so when they came at that time during the covid and everybody was scared for their life and all that people could not go out just to get out of the estate to go and buy something at the market anything people could not do it and because we started working from home some of my fr- colleagues at work yeah i don't know those ladies did not know how to cook because before covid all of us would go to canteen and say ah you don't bring food back. we we'll just be playing. You say, say ah, where's the time? You are working, the same time you are spending, the same time I'm spending it too. I said, oh, I understand. But we're on the call, and he said, I saw, oh, what do you call it? Um, is it Gody or something? Ah, but you are home now, now, why is he drinking Gody Ah, uh, She said, no, that uh, you know, she can't prepare this particular soup, or she can't go to market, another, another excuse. And I was teaching online. Like this and I mentioned that problem that did you know that many of these people are not even feeding well people are now getting they're having malaria at their own home because they, do, they don't have good food those who can't cook can't do that and all that and the lady listened to that and she said to me she has a business idea I said what's the idea he said do you know I can send soup to those people I can sell soup to them prepare soup I said really she Said yes she Said there's a woman on my street who has a canteen that cooks, but because of COVID, she can't also cook anything because nobody is going to come. And she approached that woman, said, ma, you can go to my 12, buy all those things cook, ma, I will buy them in bowls from you. Fish and this one, and four in different plates. Did you know that there were logistic guys that would go to market on your behalf? They would do WhatsApp call." You don't even have to get to my 12. They get to my 12 on your behalf and do video call. I say, ma, do you understand? Forgive my Yoruba. And they will do that. They will buy all of those things. You transfer money to them. The woman didn't step out of the house. She finished cooking that, send it to my friend. My friend paid for that bowl of soup and send it to my own colleagues. Of course, is she going to sell it in the same amount? She was right there in the, in the comfort of her own room. The bike man, we go to mama, bring the bowl, take the bowl of soup, take it to VGC, and distribute it to my friend. Before I knew it, that friend I was saying, nah, I didn't have time. She started ordering for her friends. And that was like, how oh, this other lady, who has that business idea, was making money without leaving her. Do you know where that lady was staying? She stays in the Korudu. The woman that is cooking the food is in the The people that are eating the soup, they are in VGC. She didn't step out of her room and she was collecting money in her bank account. She still cook for them till today. When you solve a problem, people will look for you. How did we come to Relation Camp? I've spent some few years. My God, I celebrated my 36th birthday a few days ago, four days ago actually. I knew when we used to come here. I knew the first auditorium when we used to come. The question you want to ask is, how will people travel all over the world and come to redemption camp? What are they looking for? What are they looking for? Value. Value. Some people will leave Nigeria to travel with Joe. They will go and see Joe in London or something. What, what are they looking for? Value. Because of the miracle. So when you are doing a business and you don't produce any value, you are not solving any problem, nobody's going to patronize you. So how do you discover your own business the first is that you must focus on other people our problem most of the time is that how do i make money for myself and that's why we don't have ideas on things to do if you want to discover how to the next lucrative you can go online and check 20 lucrative business 30 lucrative that is it i have come to master that before you go into any business you must find out the problem around you what is the problem What are people complaining about? It may be just one. See, do you know in Canada? land? I've done a survey before. When I came at that time too, God helped me. I was cycling around just to keep body fit because I sit about eight hours walking. So I bought a bike and I was going from two of us, myself and Pastor Leké, we'll go at night. Some guys will see us on the road. They joined us. And before you know it, we're like 56. And I was asking the Lord, what do we do with these people that have come to us? Every day, every day during COVID, every blessed day, almost 18 months, we were cycling with these people. I said, no, Lord, you didn't send them here. There must be a purpose. And I told Pastor Lee, I said, you know what, when we cycle, when we get to Kapakev, let's stop, we'll pray, we'll do Bible study, and then we'll continue our cycling. And we started, and before you know it, we increased to about 80. You know, that's a parish. Boys that, are, they will just be roaming around, they don't have something. And I said, there must be something that we can do with these people. Some of them, by God's grace today, they have returned back to school. Two of them started a logistic business. And I went to Kenaland. I saw that, okay, people are in, uh, cap, uh, what do you call it, Estate 10, Estate 11, who want to pick some things up in Kenaland and they cannot come on their own. Some of them have car issues, mobility. Not all the recycles are ready and all that. I said, do you know which is your bicycle? You can take things from Kenaland land and take it to them. And like joke, like joke, we started two of them today. I'm proud to say two of them today. In fact, when I called the last one that he should come and send something to Lagos on my behalf, he said he's not available. He has taken the business off just camp to go to Lagos. In fact, one of them went to Edo State to to go and deliver something today. That playing just playing with our bicycle has turned two of them, at least I can speak boldly of two, that have fully, they register the business. They are now into logistics, delivering stuff with bikes and all that. You must identify the problems around you. That's how to start a business. So when you understand that this is the problem people have, how do you solve it? Now listen to me, you may not have the solution. You may not have the competency to, do, to bring the solution. What do you need to do next? Find those who can deliver it. Are you with me? Find those who can do what? Deliver it. Let me give you an example. One of the problems we have in redemption camp, about, I think it started late last year, when we begin to have light issue over time. They said they're sharing today. If you're on this axis anyway, you can't complain. You're under the GO's line. So you can't complain. If you go and meet people in estate 10, 11 extension or whatever extension they are calling, you, there are a lot of people there who are going through a lot. And one of my friends was talking to me. He said, ah, I don't understand. We are in this same camp. And, and then if you come to my own area, we are like the Adjagunles of redemption camp. When you come to New Jerusalem site, Canaan land towards New Jerusalem. They said they don't, pay, they don't pay power. They tap light or something. So they used to shut that place down. Until we have to go and beg. <laughs> so when the, the, one of my friends was complaining to me that in their place there is no light and all that, I said, ah. A guy came to me when I was rounding up my house and wanted to do solar solution for me. So I engaged him and all that, and he did a good job. And I introduced that guy. I said, come, there's a market for you in estate 10. They're having light issue. Can you introduce solar to them? If you go there now, if I, I was a, ma- a, a man did solar, this car park, this carport, where he used to park his car, or oh, the entire roof like this, he put solar panel on all of it. That guy became richer just by that information. I didn't have the solution to the problem, but I was able to identify who can deliver on it. Are you with me? This is how to make money. Money is not far-fetched. The problem is that we are not solving enough problems. You are in a place only could see weak. People are complaining they want to travel somewhere to go and get weak. You can be the solution. You don't have to be an expert in supplying that. Look for those who are selling it. And get it. And you'll be the one that is selling to others. That's how to sell what you don't have. A life story. A friend of mine, Tolu, she also listened to me. I was speaking in a place like this. And she listened to me. She was on her way from Lagos. She worked a job. She is a banker. She doesn't doesn't like to sell or anything. But I told her. You must think of how you can be a problem solver. Just solve a problem. So on our way, at one Oligo service, she was coming to camp. She said she got to, what's it called, Ashishé. As she was coming to Ashishé, she was thirsty, and she bought a bottle of water. But the bottle of water, the pack looked so nice, so she kept it in her bag and came to, for Oligo service. Of course, she doesn't want to drop it anywhere. She was looking for where to drop the bottle of water. Somehow, she took that bag home with that bottle of water. And when she got to work on Monday, somebody came and was complaining that, ah, these people downstairs, so she, a bank, UBA bank, there's one UBA bank on Marina Road, if you know Tinubu Square very well. There are some people, there are some shops where they are selling water. And somebody walked into the office and said that, ah, there is scarcity of water, they couldn't buy packs of water to load for the bank. And she felt, how can they be stranded how can there be scarcity of bottled water in this center of Lagos? And the Holy Spirit inspired her. She was taking the bottle to go and dump it off, and then she looked at the bottle and saw the address there. There is one place called away, one address in Mowe, where they are doing the water. Do you know what she did? She called them. She said, "How are you? This, this, there. They are into supplies of water. I don't know if you guys have water to supply." and the manager said we have a lot we've been praying that we can supply more water and she said of course I can supply I Said, how much can I pay the man said don't, you don't have to pay we will bring the water to Marina for you when you finish selling so that one was thinking she's a seller I Said, when you finish selling you can, we will collect our money and said, she left her office went downstairs to those women said ma I can supply you water she said, Really, yes. I said, And then she called those people. They brought the water. She gave contact. The driver dropped the water. He said, While she was dropping it, all of them paid. In that single transaction, she made 240000 Her salary in the bank is about 520000 And that's how she started. She has resigned from the bank. If you focus on solving problems, you are definitely going to make money. The problem with us many times is that we are not ready to solve problems. We don't want to think outside what we are doing. You just want it to be just your own. And that way, you are not going to get any addition. In marketplace, people only pay for value. That's what people pay for, value. And I'm still on the journey of making money. Why you are in this act of getting yourself together, In starting up a business that can make money for you I want you to tell you that there are three seasons in starting up that you must understand and let me tell you something don't be afraid to try some of us you hear about this business plan you say no 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 I don't want to do it you don't want to try if you don't fail what you call failure may not be failure because your definition must be different you don't want to try if you're not going to try you're not going to become an expert in it those people you are celebrating today, they've tried in so many ways. They failed many times. The man who discovered this light failed so many times before he finally got this. So if you are ready not to dip your hands and try the, the testing water, and you're not ready to go out of the way, you're not going to make anything tangible from it. You must understand three seasons in your business. Three seasons in your business. Number one business, number one season, is a season to do it for free. A season of what? A season to do it for free. You are here, ma. You said you are an event planner. You have not planned any business, uh, any event before. And pastor Tabere wants to do the wife's birthday, and they are looking for some. Even if you are not looking for somebody to plan the event, you are not going to volunteer to try. You just want to sit down. And then Gio wants to do Feast of Esther. You said you are the event planner. She's going to ask you, which one have you done before? How do you build up your CV? You build up your CV in your season of doing it for free. Sisters conference is happening. You said you are into pastries, you know how to bake, you know how to do this. But you didn't do any cake for them. The day they are going to have a celebration that they need to pay for, they won't call you. You must understand your season of doing it for free. Volunteer. Don't sit back. Volunteer. Go and do it. Oh, they are not going to pay you. Do it as unto the Lord. You are sowing a seed in your season of doing it for free. When I started speaking about finance, it's not everybody that wanted to listen to me. I kept doing it for free. Anyone that comes around me, I will sit with them. Their business plans, I will review it. I will go every step on the way. Sometimes I spend one month sitting with somebody to plan all they need to do, visibility study. Spend my own money to go and do all of these things. By the grace of God, there's a Premier League club in November. 12th of November, I'm going to be addressing players how they can invest some of their money in foreign currencies. Someone, somewhere, someone, somewhere in Liverpool, someone on my flyers, back in in January, and went ahead to speak on my behalf in London. If I wasn't consistent with what I was doing, somebody will not see that. When you called me, you called me from one of the programs now. If I've been quiet about what I know. I've been quiet in my room, I'm just speaking these things to myself alone. Or just saying, no, I'm comfortable in my own space. Will I be able to bless other life? You must understand your season of doing it for free. Do it for free. Let people know that. Let people know you for what you are doing. And do it with excellence. You must not joke with excellence. Till today, I've not seen faithful tellers. If you're a teller in the house, sorry, I'm, I'm really sorry. If you want disappointment, go to tellers. Ah, you want to be you want people to test your level of patience and confidence. Go to Taylors. But you want to be the tailor that will deliver at all cost. What I'm even asking for is that if you can't deliver on that, they tell me a day before or two days before, but they will never see anything and they will not deliver. Don't rely on tailors. season of doing it for free. There's still so many grounds to explore. And when you move from the season of doing it for free. You now moved from that season to doing it for your friends. Do you know everybody here in the room? You are all my customers. You are all my customers seated here. For the opportunity I have to speak to you, I've sowed a seed of me inside of you. At least you will remember that somebody, one boy came to talk to us during uh, the, what do you call? Sisters conference. And maybe one day, you will be the one sitting with the king and say, I want this boy to come and speak to us. You are my customer. I'm doing it for friends. If you understand season of doing it for your friends, you are not going to make any mistake because your friends will accept you the way you are. I've had friends that have so terrible suit for me. I still have to encourage them because I've been the one, I've been the preacher saying that they must try. They use me as testosterone. You can't take that to a big place. Make mistake with your friends and those who are doing it for free. When you do bad meat pie, to your friends, they will laugh at you. They will say this, make changes on this. But if you do that to a client, they will collect their money back. When a man doesn't understand his season, if you are collecting a fee, when you are supposed to be doing it for free, you are going to get into problem. If you are supposed to do it for friends, but you're asking for a fee, you are going to get into problem. Some of you, because of what you know, you have done for free, and you're now in the season of your friends, you start charging your friends when you're not yet ready. When a man appears before his time, he disappears during his own time. Don't forget, men have their way of speaking on your behalf to kings. But when you charge men, when you ought to be doing it for free for them, you are not going to recommend you to kings. I hope somebody is getting something this afternoon. I want to run, making money, understanding those seasons. And the last season, of course, is the last season of fee when you charge for what you are doing. You are going to get to a point, people will say, I cannot take this, I must bless you. Even when you say that, don't worry, they say, no, you have produced so much value to me that I must put a fee on it. David said, I will not give God a thing that will not cost you anything. He realizes that the blessings of God is too much, that he could just come in and just go that way. I was speaking to one of my friends shortly when we finished the wedding. He said, one of the person is getting married in April. He said, I'm fully booked from April to May, next year, 2023. Fully booked, all the Saturdays are already booked. Next year, we wanted to bring a pastor to our church. I said, the APA tells said to us said, it means you are talking about 2024. 2024, he said, except you want to do within the week. That's prosperity. You know, remember I told you at the beginning that prosperity is not just money in your pocket, that's prosperity you don't want to bring that joe now that GO is not even in 2024 again that joe knows where it's going to be in 2025 he has full year booked before we even start the year understand your season and work with it there are a couple of business ideas that i've put in this slide because of our time i want to run i put some businesses that you can start that are relevant into our season that you can start is there on the slide i'll ask mommy to please share the slide with every one of you so that you go through it. You are a teacher here. You, You are very good in teaching mathematics. You are teaching English. Do you know that you can be paid online as a content creator teaching the same mathematics? Stop teaching the mathematics in classroom alone. There are people who want to listen to what you are teaching and they are going to pay for it. In USD, in USD, there are platforms where you can do that. Do you know that? If you are a very good writer in the house, there's something called transcriptionist. You listen to audio. Audio that has somebody wants to write a book but it doesn't have time. He will say it and then somebody is going to write it down. You can get up to $1,000 $1, every month for doing that. Sitting down, listen to it, write it down and post it up. Type it and post it up. There's a platform where you can be paid. Something interesting. Do you know you can be an online babysitter you babysit online How? i like that god bless you there's a website called vb vb website it's not even in nigeria it's in the u.s and they send children all around the world you are busy chatting on whatsapp busy making calls on whatsapp that is not producing money all this um what's called this website is doing this they look for People who are genuinely, they love children. So your profile must show that you love children. And there are people in the world, they are very busy. They want to engage their children. They know how to engage their children. They connect online into that platform. You as the babysitter, you are there on the platform. Every one hour that you sit with a child, they pay you $12. Just sit with the child. Whether the child is making noise, or the child is engaging you, if the child is not engaging, you are just there. They are both there for one hour. And after one hour, Pim, your wallet is credited with $12. There is a guy that is only up to like 48, uh, $480. Dollars. That was when I discovered that, that particular site. I don't know how to stay with children. I would have started it. Are you with me? There are many things you can do that can change your life. But if you sit back, if you sit back nothing will change, nothing will move. All you need for that is your phone and data on the phone. Some of us join prayer. When you finish prayer one hour, what do you do next? Do we sleep? Those prayers should be a nambler to open our eyes to so many things we need to do. Let's run. I have about 20 minutes. Let's move to managing money. I told you three stages. Managing money. Every man that doesn't know how to manage what resources God has given to him, I count it as a sin against you. Oh, you work a job, and you earn money. It's not enough to get you to your destination in terms of wealth. You must master the art of management. I call it personal management, personal finance management. I've seen doctors, medical doctors, who are skilled in their ways, but they don't know how to manage money. They don't even have a financial goal. The new year, when we're starting the new year, we write our new year goal. This is what I want to get done. But by the time you are checking in September, You can't take two items on it. We know how to make money, but we don't know how to manage it. When you find such people, you'll still going to fall prey. You are still going to be broke. You'll be, I mean, you'll be really broke if you don't know how to manage. How do you solve this problem? I have about three fundamental things I want to share with you. You must learn how to budget. When that money comes to you, listen to me. There's no money that comes to me. If I if I know that this inflow is coming, I plan how I'm going to spend it before it comes. But do you know what many of us do? When we receive the money, we'll spend it. After we have spent it, we'll now come back. We want to account for the things we have spent the money for when the money is no longer available. And I'll about say hundred thousand. I mean it's gone already. Before you start, you sit first to analyze how it's going to go, where to go. And then you can master the art of managing it. If you are contributing in a job, you are making contribution. Say, no, 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 I want the last out of 12 of you in a year. Say, number 12, that's foolishness. So that's financial foolishness. Do you know that? In a job, the first three people are the most prosperous out of the twelve. If you are not number one to three, you have successfully wasted your money, your resources in that year. Oh, you don't know? Let's assume we are 12 of us, and we are contributing 100,000 naira. that's 1.2 million. The first man that collected that 1.2 million had successfully collected 1.1 million interest-free. 1.1 million has been given to that person, interest-free, for the next 12 months. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? I was like, ah, come and take now. I say no, no. I, don't. I will spend it. Ah! When you take that 1.2 million in January, if there is a 5% interest on that money, you'll be 5% richer than those who are collecting it in December. It's financial foolishness to say I will take number 10. Number 10 for what? You'll be contributing money to people from beginning, and you say you are waiting for number 10. And let me tell you the truth. There is no financial intelligence in keeping your money in the bank. Savings account. I don't keep my money there. My account officers, they know. You are only making the bank richer by putting your money in in savings account. Except you have something, maybe your business is recurring. you need to restock every now and then. That's the only reason. But that you have money put there. Uh, They are using your money to make money. Managing money. Let me share some few things with you. In Proverbs chapter 30, verse 24 to 25, God talked about the ant. Ant understanding the season. Understanding the season that there will be a particular time they can't go out to get their food. So they spend some time stocking up the food and some time where they cannot go out. All right, I will, I will, I will do with it. I will do with it. Now, how do I break down my budget? And I'm saying this, this is not what happens to everybody, but this is what has worked for me. And I mean, how did I come about this model? I got into a place where, because I'm managing myself, I'm trying to put things together. I have some people who are associated with me. They are reckless in their spending, and they were eating up my destiny. I was giving them my future without knowing it. this one will come with one problem today. I'll take the money out. Soon enough, I became stranded in my journey all the things I've saved up because I want to help this person, everything. See, there is a difference between giving or oh, you and there's a difference between giving by compulsion, and there's a difference between giving by responsibility. The first one is the only one that comes with blessing. How do I break it down? Let me show them the slide so that they can see it. Anytime I have an income, whether it's from my salary or my business, anything that is coming, I break it down into this percentage. So I'm going to use 100000 to be able to explain this. Every time money comes to me, let's assume it's 100000 Number one thing I do, I pay my tithe, 10%. 10% of my tithe. If you are not a tithe in the house, this will be title. I'm telling you, if you don't believe in tithing, you're only joking. Because it's one of the ways God is going to shut the mouth of locusts and cacao. They are already here. We are living with it. But God can shut their mouth when you honor God with your ten percent. So I do ten percent. Go to the next slide. Go to the next one. I want them to see it. I put ten percent into my tithe. Let's say hundred thousand. Ten thousand is gone, Abi. Remaining how much? Ninety thousand. What do I do with ninety thousand? I take thirty percent of that ninety thousand into investment. That's my future. See, today I don't own that thirty k. That thirty k belongs to my future. So, when you ask me that, oh, I saw 90K with you, I tell you it's not 90K, it's with me. How many of you give your tithe to people? How many of you give to yourself? Somebody has come with a problem, and you take your tithe and give that person. Let me see your hand. You've given your tithe before. Don't do it again. You are dishonoring God. Don't ever do it. I said there's one pledge, and you take your tithe to go and play. It's wrong. I'm telling you biblically, it's wrong. So when you take your, your own investment too, and dash other people, you're also risking your future. So I take that 30%, it doesn't belong to me. It belongs to my future. I separate 30%. Now, how did I come about the 30%? The first thing I agree, what you need to do, I went to print my bank statement. When I was in deep trouble, I was working with a multinational company, PwC. I was any fairly, I mean, compared to my colleagues, I was any better than them. I could buy a car in the next, I mean, in four months, I was able to buy my first car. But I didn't have any savings anywhere. The guys I was, the, the so-called colleagues I have, the people that will travel to London, travel, they, they don't have that money, oh. All of the business travels I was doing, it was my company that was paying for it, too. Oh. When it is time for me to pay for it, I know what it is, oh. but they want to fly business class. And they were coming to me, collecting money from me. I was getting into trouble. I printed my bank statement out that month. And look at everything on the list how did I spend 200000 to buy suit and tie Ah, uh-uh. ah! out of how much salary I didn't know that see the true, the true behavior your financial behavior will be revealed in your bank statement when you print it out when you go to groceries and you are so happy you see this one you pick that restaurant you pick that other one when you cannot afford it now you get yourself into trouble so I printed it out what do I need to survive in a month my power bill, my petrol into the car, things I need to pay for, the need that I need to pay for. When I calculated that, it resulted into 20%. All my expenses, the need I need in the month was just 20%. So when I discovered that, let's say out of that 90,000, 20,000 is now for what? For my need for the month, and I stick by it. I try as much as possible to stay. See, any man that stay within his means, He's always prosperous every time he has any income. So I don't go outside that 20%. That's how I'm able to come back to the percentage of 30%. I first sort out, if yours may be that currently, your need, actual need, may be 50%. Don't worry, start. But ensure that every month you have something to save. You'll be richer every month that you save. So I take 20% into what I spend for the month. There's something I can't pay myself 20%. There's 20% that I pay myself every month. Do you know this wristwatch, this Apple wristwatch, let's assume it costs 100000 It's way more than that anyway. But let's say it's 100000 And out of the salary I'm collecting, remember 100000 I only pay myself 20000 How long is it going to take me to buy this, this wristwatch? How many months? Five months. Let me tell you the miracle that happens within that five months. In the first month, I take 20000 I will go and keep it. I want to buy Apple watch of 100,000. I wait for the second month, right? Take it, make it oh, 40,000. The third month, 60,000. The miracle that happens in that period is that by the time I'm buying this street watch, the amount is even lesser. I'm telling you, that's number one. Number two is that if you put a child in front of the STV man, what, do you, what station do you think he's going to watch? Cartoon. If you take a teenager in front of that TV, what do you think that, that child is going to watch? Eh? Music? Z-Word. God bless you. When you put, when you put Mommy Pastor in front of DS-TV, what channel do you think she's going to watch? Don't be afraid. Talk to me. Don't be afraid. Eh? Dove. Dove TV. <laughs> now, what do you think is the difference between that child watching cartoon and the teenager watching Z-Word and Mommy that is watching Dove? That was a time. If that was cartoon at that time, you'd have been watching cartoon. At that when you are disciplined with your financial life, your vision begins to change. At the top month, when I have sixty thousand, I'm going to ask myself: Do I really want to go and buy wristwatch, or do I have something else to put money into? Are you with me? My discipline of waiting, to where I am mature to do anything, changes my my. Some of you will take. You have two hundred thousand that's all your savings and they are doing ashwabee three friends are doing ashwabee, they are paying 40, 40,000 and you want to go and buy all the three ashwabee something is wrong with you when your all come they will not buy two not all ashwabee is good for you can I tell you the truth, not everything you can afford is good for you we get ourselves into trouble by because we want to please other people, when they call pledge if I am not capable of getting into that pledge, I tell God, God you see my sincere heart I can't pledge this the Bible says, "When you go on that pledge and you don't, it becomes a sin to you. When you don't fulfill it, stay within your means." And this is what is guiding me. How do I take care of my family members? By God's grace, God is helping me to take care of them. It stays within that same means. What belongs to me? You see that tight, that nobody in my family has ever had any problem. I will take my tie to them. It's not possible. It doesn't belong to me, and I still don't give them my investment because it's my future. Let me round up. Five minutes more. And I've not spoken about multiplying. <laughs> Holy Spirit. <laughs> Let me warn you. Stop borrowing from people. Except you want to borrow for business sake. Stop doing what? Borrowing to eat. Debt kills your creativity as a business person. You mu- if you want to borrow anything, make sure you are in business of borrowing for your business. You want to expand your business. That's the only reason why, and stop borrowing people money too. Ah, uh, so what is this man you're saying? I don't borrow people money again, oh. Ah, see, I've I've been I've been beaten, I've been battered. I don't be, I don't borrow people money, you. It's Just in case you know, he say, ah, this guy is callous. I'm not callous, so I don't borrow people money again. I'm not a bank. When bank wants to borrow money, they will find out if you can pay back. There's something they call your debt test. I work in bank of industry. So I can tell you, before we give you money to go out with that one billion, there must be something you can use to pay back that one billion. So back don't even give people that doesn't have. You, you may not have it in your pocket right now, but we know that we can, we can profile you and know that you can pay back with something. I don't borrow people money again. say, so How do you do it? Does people not come to you? I tell them. All my friends, they know already. I don't borrow anybody anything. What do I do? I give whatever capacity God gives me. I can give you, but I will borrow you. No. I borrowed somebody money, he came to church, he was giving testimony. Ah, uh, that. He was expecting some money, I got finally paid it. I was happy on my seat. Ma, one month. nothing. Two months. nothing. Three months. I said, ah, but you get testimony. He said, I, I he thought that uh, he was just supposed to, I uh, was supposed to be more patient. I'm supposed to be more patient. Ah, instead of creating a limit between us, I won't borrow you. I will only give you to the tune of what I have capability. Lastly, because I need to obey I need to obey authority. <laughs> Investment. Man, just please try and share this slide with them. Just try and share this slide with them. The law of multiplication and compounding is that when you are in a business, let me use the same 100000 that we are using. If you start a business with 100000 and at the end of that month, you have made 5000 that's the profit on the business. You don't want to go out and start Spending from the 100,000 they already started the business. In fact, I will encourage you at the beginning when you make 5,000, your worth of your business is now 105. What you need to do is to put the entire 105 back into the business. Because at the end of all things being equal, in another month, instead of making 5,000, you now make 75, so to say, because of the law of compounding. Your capital is no longer 100,000, it's now 105. When you compound it again, your journey of multiplying will be faster when you come come by. But most times, once you start doing something, and you start making money from me, some of us will even go into deep dip our hands into the capital. And that way, you will reduce what you have used to start the business, and then the business can fall into trouble. What else do you need to do? Talk to people that have done that business before. There's something not seemingly different anywhere in the world that nobody can help you. Don't keep quiet. Find people who have done something similar. Get information from people, that's how to grow. You don't do business on your own. Remember, I've told you, when you're in business, focus on other people, don't focus on yourself. When you focus on other people, you are not shy to ask things I don't know, I'm confident enough to go and ask. And the moment I know it, we are now on the same level. Don't keep quiet. Talk to people. Your relationship is very, very key. You are in church, you are selling something, and nobody in church knows that you are selling that thing. There's a problem. They must know. Those are the people of God. They are the first people that you need to know. And they they give you a job to do. Please, ma. Please, ma. Make sure you deliver with excellence. God bless you.